Welcome to High Gluttony, everyone. I'm Becca. And I'm Gretchen. So January 2021 felt like one whole year. I heard somebody refer to it as fuckuary, and that felt pretty appropriate. (laughs) So congratulations for making it to February 1st, everyone. We made it through what is always the longest month of the year. We are going to spend the next couple of months making dishes from all over the world because we're feeling so stuck, constantly stuck. So we're going to travel a little bit with our taste buds. And our first stop is Turkey. And we're making a high gluttony version of a dish with a long history in the Ottoman region. Monty! Monty time! (laughs) So Monty comes from the word Montu, which is actually its own thing in Afghan cuisine. Pretty similar though, which means dumpling. And uh, Monty is very well associated with high gluttony because it is actually the dinner where we came up with high gluttony in the first place, which was about uh, six years ago now. So our very first high gluttony dinner. Gave, gave, it gave birth to the high gluttony, you might say. <laughs> Monty was the high gluttony baby. Or the mother. I'm not sure. Or the mother. Yeah. It's a classic chicken or the egg. Monty or <laughs> high gluttony. <laughs> so it's traditionally made with lamb or beef. Gretchen does lamb, but we are also doing a vegetarian version with mushroom. Monty's also often boiled, but we are baking it very renegade thing to do because we're renegades (laughs) over here. One of the recipes we found online said that it was most often boiled. Uh, Sometimes they're fried in butter and then boiled. We had sort of a double whammy on this because we, we bake it in the oven in butter and then add stock on top of that and boil it. So it's a really interesting recipe just with the, the way it works, which I think is kind of half the fun of it because you end up with these beautiful crispy top and then these lovely tender dumplings underneath with this really rich and savory filling and then the, the amazing yogurt sauce that goes on top. And you top that with a little brown butter and some mint and it's one of the best things in the world. It's genuinely one of the best things in the world. It's... <laughs> So delicious. And we made a really delicious brand new Monty vegetarian filling that we had no idea we were going to be able to pull off as well as we did. But um, yeah, you can probably expect it to come back at later times as well. I'm sure we'll use it for other things because it was a pretty good, although I haven't tried it yet. You just said it would be good in other things. <laughs> yeah, we already want to do a ravioli with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're very similar, but... Yeah. A little cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So we're using a recipe from the cooking of the Eastern Mediterranean by Paula Wolfert. She lives in Sonoma, weirdly enough, not too far away from where, where I am. And to have done her homework on a, a fair amount of Mediterranean cooking. We'll take, yeah, we talk about, it. we take, we, we'll talk about a little bit of her experience in this and, episode. But she does work with local people to get her recipes. So so today we're actually using the dough from that. And for my filling, that's where the recipe comes from. And then Becca's, we're, we're making up totally. So the recipe will be on, uh, on the uh, page associated with this episode. And we'll be making the filling first, then our dough. 
because the dough then has to rest for half an hour. And while that's resting, we'll get our garlic yogurt sauce made. Then we will roll out our dough and cut it and fill it and put it into little baking pans and then bake it and then add our stock and boil it until it's done, 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 done. I think we've said it's probably about a world level three or four, somewhere between there. It's not overly complicated, but you it does require quite a few steps. And we used a lot of equipment, including a food processor. A, we used a pasta machine to roll out the dough. Tons of bowls, pots, pans, and then bakeware. I There were so many dishes from this day, but it was not too complicated. So there's that balance there. Yeah. I mean, I think it was all told, this was, uh, took us about four hours to make, do the whole process from start to finish. So it's doable in a day and in a few hours, but it is, it's time consuming. And the good news is, is if you don't have as much time, you can break this up by like making the, the filling the night before. Uh, you can also make your dough the day before and then make your little pouches of happiness. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so so there are things you can do in advance in order to make your life easier if you don't have four hours in one go there's some prep ahead of time you can do Mm -hmm. so like Gretchen said this was it did take us four hours so we had four hours of recording we have tried to break it down to just the essentials of what you need we did break it up into five sections because like Gretchen said, she does pretty much make up the mushroom recipe on the fly. And so some of that is us working through that in the beginning, but we'll break down each one with a little bit of uh, explanation before you head into that section. All right. So don't forget to check out uh, highgluttony.com for the links to some of our research as well as the recipes and go to YouTube. There will be a walkthrough on the filling making and dough making process and then filling it and yeah come to check us out on instagram and facebook for everything else and more information about this super fun dish thanks for joining us for monty we were both really excited to make this together i had helped gretchen just assemble them in the past but had never done it on my own completely i guess on my own and together about how we record but it was super fun and we i hope we hope that you enjoy it also all right on to section one so in this section we're going to talk about um drying your mint in the microwave cool cool trick for if you need some dried herb in a hurry um herbs herbs not you know like hot <laughs> do not do not we'll have to look into that on doing yeah. that in the microwave we don't recommend it right now <laughs> and then I talk about another a new podcast that I found that's been really informational uh, at least the first two episodes that I've listened to were really informational and then we start our Monty filling if you're making the traditional filling that's really just grated onions and meat uh, I use brown lamb for mine And then we also make up a really nice mushroom filling for Becca. That's a a vegetarian option. Then we also discuss the origins of Monty and how it's a dumpling, like other dumplings. 
<laughs> I just want to note real quick that the mushroom combo that we use, I'm not sure if I say it in this section, is a combination of shiitake and cremini and then cashews and then just some oregano, salt, and pepper. Uh, well, there's also oregano, salt, and pepper in the meat filling. So we, we tried to kind of keep the flavor and all that the same, but using different, uh, a little bit different mediums. Enjoy. Let's stay on the trail. Yay. We can do that. We can try. We can try. <laughs> I can promise anything. I feel like that could just be a bad idea. Yeah. Hi, gluttony. Subtitle. No promises. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> I have not peeled anything. I've measured a few things. Right now, I, I just got my mint out of some cold water. And so I'm kind of peeling the stems off. I know we're, that's a little ahead. I just wanted to get that done. Okay. Sounds good. I do. I did pick my mint. I dried part of it. Make sure you get yours really, really dry because the leaf. So I did it a little experiment when I was, when I did it, you know, like I do every fucking time we do anything, there's always some sort of experimentation right. involved. Gretchen's so done it. some testing in advance. Our mint that we're going to need to go into the clarified or warmed butter. I don't know. Brown butter, probably brown butter. I think that's the original way I've always done it. Brown butter. So we have to have dried mint and we came across this cool technique that is endorsed by our good friend Kenji of drying <laughs> in the microwave. After reading about it, I immediately had to go try it. So I picked some mint from outside and washed it and dried it. And the leaves that I like took extra care to like blot all of the moisture off worked much better than the ones that were even like a little bit damp because one of the complaints in part of the reviews was that it kind of took away some of the aromatics from it. And I do think that might be slightly true, but one- You mean when you microwave it? Yeah. But number one, you get the, Mm -hmm. it's this like brilliant, beautiful green color. And so it just, it's such a nice color. Although I think the strong, if I got like peppermint, like the, some of the recipes suggest because it's so much stronger and it's aromatic that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't lose as much of that in the microwave. So it's kind of a trade-off between a brighter color or more flavor. Yeah. More aromatic. With certain types. More aromatic. Got it. Can I see your mint? Oh, beautiful. Isn't it pretty? So I think it would be worth doing like air dried mints and then using some of the regular mint, like this microwave mint for the color. Just, Just for aesthetic so, reasons. Plus, then maybe you get a better balance of aromatics. I would think so. How nice, though. What a great time saver if you have to do it in the moment or, you know, for that, like for that, for dinner tonight or whatever. I'm very excited about this. And you can use it for any herb. Just the length of time is what is going to be different. Going to do go off on a side quest here. Have I told you how mad I am that I had not discovered this uh, <laughs> Canna Insider podcast before? You texted it to me, but you didn't say specifics. So I listened to the terpene episode. So the guy, the guest he has on is a neurologist with a specialty in migraines, mm-hmm. I believe, because I, I listened to it in two halves. The information is so good. <laughs> I was like, oh, but 
he really only got into the, the sciencey part of the interaction of CBD and THC. And one of the things he actually was saying is that for like people like me that have the inflammatory and like more body stuff, especially if that's what you're treating, or actually he said just in general, it's better to eat it than to smoke it, which was disappointing. <laughs> It's hard when new learnings mean you have to change behavior. Yeah. I don't want to. No. Can you still do both? Yeah. The main issue is he's like, it does, when you smoke anything, it fucks with your lungs. Sure. Yeah, All right. That makes sense. So I'm a little suspect on some concepts for the cannabinoid episode, just to go back to something we don't need to be talking about right now. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Let's close that loop though. So yeah. you listen to, wait, you, did you say you listened to their terpenes episode or, or the cannabinoids episode? So it's a terpene episode. Got it. He does a pretty good job of putting some explanation on the concept of the CB, the, the receptors, the endocannabinoid system. Of course, I've totally forgotten most of it. Yeah, I'd have to listen to it one more time to really get it. It was really informative and I was kind of kicking myself because I was like, now I have to listen to this one more time and then I have to listen to our cannabinoid episode one more time so that... Right, so we can put a disclaimer of what we got wrong. (laughs) Right. Yeah, highly recommend this Canna Insider podcast. I've only listened to two episodes so far, but I was like, ooh, this is great. It's really informational and it's really sort of the type of podcast I've been looking for where they do a lot of deep Mm -hmm. dives into specific subjects. And he, I I think part of it is because he really focuses on the friends. So like there's a lot of science talk. Anyway, from the two episodes I've listened to, so really not a huge sample. Right. (laughs) Your data pool is not wide, but you have a lot of enthusiasm for it. I have a lot of enthusiasm. Yes, that is that is precisely it. (laughs) We're gonna make Mm -hmm. make the filling first, and then we'll make the dose. Grating the onions and putting them in with the um, the meat. Putting it in with the meat. Grating the onions and putting it in with the meat. In your case, mushrooms. So you still have to like do your whole preamble, right? With the cooking the mushrooms and stuff. Yes, I'm sorry. So I I have not seen a recipe. So I don't, the only thing I know is what we wrote out the other night. Well, that's because we're making it up. That's part of the problem is that Gretchen needed to write things down. Okay, so I, sorry, I didn't, sorry. So I didn't know I needed to do anything with my mushrooms. So we're just gonna, you're gonna grind them up in your food processor because we're gonna make them like I did the duck cell. We're gonna- We'll we'll grind them up and then cook them a little bit. Okay. And what what sort of nuts did you decide to go with? Cashews. I guess I'll just stand here and talk you through this while I write it out. Perfect. Step one. I'm just wiping my mushrooms down. Oops. That's great. Because that gives me time. Since we're going to grind them up in the food processor, that shouldn't take too long. So we're going to finally chop mushrooms. Did you also grind up your nuts? No. Okay. Grind your... Okay. Hold on a second. Step one, we are going to grind our nuts. And you have four... Let me weigh out four ounces. Sorry. I'm sorry. I totally forgot the stuff I was going to do for you. Well, that's okay. I did. Uh, four ounces, you said? Four ounces, which I need I need to check how much that is, what that looks like. But I'm thinking four ounces. First, is this the, okay. the time I can find any nut, first, let alone my cashews that I swear to God <laughs> live in this, this pantry? <laughs> All right, I got some almonds here. So I can okay, at least I think visualize I it. measured out four ounces. Okay. I'm like trying to see how much that is as far as if you could grind it up in the food processor. Maybe we'll just, we'll put them in first. Oh, wow. Four ounces is a lot. Okay. I want you to use two ounces. 
Two ounces. Two ounces. I think will be enough. Got it. Because this is what, because you're going to, most of the bulk is going to come from your mushrooms versus your nuts. But this is, this is, if you want to look over here, this is two ounces. And this is about what I was visualizing. Actually, this is closer to three. So maybe three ounces will split the difference. (laughs) You can eat a few cashews. Three. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Have a snack. I love cashews. Three ounces of cashews. Okay. I should probably say start grinding. So we're going to put nuts in first, put a little chop on them just to start breaking them down some. And then we'll add the mushrooms to that and we'll grind it all together. And I think that's it because we were just going to do the nuts and the the mushrooms to be your meat substitute. You don't want to toast the nut powder first? I don't think we're going to need, I don't think it needs to be toasted first. It it sort of depends because Mm -hmm. we definitely could. It would just, all it would do is make it nuttier. So if you ground down the nuts first, put those into a pan to toast a little bit, and then did your mushrooms after your nuts and toasted a little bit, then Mm -hmm. that, I think that's a good way to go. It just sort of depends on what you you want. Gotcha. I almost feel like I'd rather have more. Actually, I, I think, yeah, I'd rather have more of a mushroom flavor than a nut flavor. Nuts. Then, yeah, let's do it that way. If you don't want that nutty, toasty, nutty flavor, it will moderate that a little bit. Because, yeah, if we toast it, we're just going to boost the flavor. So if you want, not as Got it. Big X. And a I'm going to. Oh, no, that's not right. It might end. Mati. <laughs> Mati. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to work. <laughs> okay, I'll grind up my cashews. And a powder? It doesn't have to be completely powdered. What what are you what, what are you looking at right now? Well, it's still fairly funky. Okay. I'd probably go a little finer cuz I'm thinking you don't want any big pieces, but the more you grind it down before you put the mushroom in, the better it's probably going to be. Because I don't know that they'll grind as easily with the uh, thinking sorry. about how the instructions say to, you know, use that long, thin pin to roll it out. And it's like, am I being a wuss? Because we, we did all that rolling with the puff pastry a couple weeks ago. So it's like, I have to remember that with this, I have to form it. So I need my hands for longer. So using the pasta machine is going to be a better idea. That's right. I thought I forgot we were using the pasta machine. I have to get that out. Woohoo! One of the exciting parts of this recipe is grating the onions. Dear Lord. I am going to turn my food processor on again. Just so okay. up. Okay. More? Oh, no, that's that looks pretty good. That looks pretty finely ground. Okay, perfect. Mushrooms? Where are my mushrooms? Okay. How many ounces of mushrooms? Uh, well, I, t- I told you to get a pound. How many did you get? <laughs> well, I got like 24 ounces. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's fine. So a so pound. You have, yeah, a pound of that. It's so 16 Perfect. ounces of your 24. My next bit, I'll bet out late. Doesn't so you feel still... like that much. Oh, oh what, a pound of mu- mushroom? Yeah. Yeah. You mean, you mean it doesn't look like as much as you think it should look like? Yeah. I think a pound should be enough. I mean, you can use more. I'm open to that. <laughs> remember what we were reading, I'll throw about a couple the, more in. reading about the other day where mushrooms are 90% water too. So putting more mushroom in right. is not going to be necessarily a problem. Just mixing a little bit. Okay. It looks fairly pasty to me. Are there any large chunks of mushroom or that's pretty well ground down? There, I, there was one. I just pulled it out. 
So I don't think you want to go any any further than that from the way it looks. Okay, great. Are you are you heating your pan? Wait a minute. I will. Next year you're gonna cut cook that down a bit. I'm trying to think if we're we're gonna have time to like really get into the history of the the Monty while we're cooking. Just because I have such a much deeper appreciation for this dish now than I did before, as far as knowing that it's not just a Turkish dish, it's after doing a little more research. Yeah. Or a lot more research or a medium amount of research is probably a medium amount of research. <laughs> but I've been making this for maybe 15 years. I don't know if it's quite that long. It feels like I've made it. I made it before moving to California. And that was 13 years ago. So I guess, yeah, probably at least 13 to 14 years I've been making Monty and having not really the amount of appreciation for it as I, I should. Other than how delicious it is. Right. <laughs> but I hadn't really thought about, you know, what is its history and what is the significance of it? And it, so it makes a lot of sense to me, actually, after I did some reading about this baked version, because one of the, the theoretical, I think, I'm not sure how origin stories. Here's, let's see if I can get a whole thought out about this before my brain <laughs> shuts down. I guess the answer to, to do I need to smoke more is no. Probably not. Yeah. But maybe. Maybe it, <laughs> maybe it would help. So they think what a, one of the things is that it historically, like before it was a recorded food, they think that like the nomadic tribes would make something like this and then dry it out in order to be able to carry it around. And then you could just cook it in water and you'd have a really nice, nutritious, like calorie dense meal that's very easy. So that makes sense to me, even though the main article that I, I looked at, he, he said that the way I've always done this is what, like, what did he say? Like rebels do it this way? Or Yeah, exactly. It was, oh, the Armenians usually fry them lightly in butter first, then boil. Turkish recipes say boil them directly. I'm told in Central Asia, they're usually steamed. Some renegades bake them. Some renegades, yes, renegades. So I think that's quite interesting as far as <laughs> that's, a, that's a renegade thing to do. But to me, it makes sense historically that there would be people who did that because it's basically like, well, if you've made all these things and some of them are dry, you're drying them out for storage, that you would also eat some the same time. So if you were drying them out in the oven, then you add a little stock and, oh, look how delicious this is. I half a thought about why that makes that this style of Monty makes sense <laughs> with no scientific <laughs> proof or really any study whatsoever. But this is my thought. <laughs> it is pretty interesting to connect it to a dumpling, to a ravioli. It's all some sort of stuff, pasta or right. dough. Right. And that's, it's just, yeah, it's so interesting because it also compared it to like an empanada. And there was something else that they were comparing it to. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, pot pie. Pot pie. It's all kind of the same. They all have similar origins, you know, mm -hmm. similar origins, but they're very, yeah, ubiquitous throughout the world. Okay, section two. 
So we pick up this section with pretty much finishing up the grating of our onions. I start cooking my mushrooms. We go through a conversation about using the food processor to grate up your onions. I don't totally know how to use my food processor, so I try to do it and then end up going back to grating by hand. But the conversation about grating mushrooms and I think we talk about how much like liquid comes out. Yeah, we, and, and you definitely can use a food processor. You just want to make sure you're using your grating plate. You're not like grinding them up in with a blade because then you're going to really mash up your, your onion and you do want sort of like bits, you know, like somewhat, well, I guess I don't know if they're ever really recognizable because I've never paid that much attention. Yeah. <laughs> but you can you taste don't, it. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to mash it is, is essentially what I'm saying. So, but it should be a, using a shredding plate versus trying to grind it. Your food processor doesn't have a shredding plate. I would probably chop them by hand or grate them by hand. Yeah. So once, once we've got everything mixed together, put it in the fridge and then we start our dough. This is an interesting one. I think we talked about it in the intro, but one of the steps that you do just at the end is add in some olive oil and knead that in just before you rest it. And we close out this section with letting our dough rest for 30 minutes. Okay, are we just grating? You, you need to grate your onion, yes. So where, where are you at right now as far as having stuff done? Am I hearing you grating over there? Is that what's going on? I'm grating my, uh, or I'm uh, shredding my onion. Okay. I thought, I thought that was what I was hearing, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> Yeah. Are you are you also cooking your mushrooms? Oh, I forgot my pan was going. No, I need to do that. <laughs> oh, okay, that's that, yeah. that's important too. Yeah. So I'm might have to grate more sh- shred more onion. I don't know. That looks like a lot of onion. My onions or my uh, mushrooms going in. Could I put the onion in the food processor? Do you have a grating blade? A lot of food processors huh. are food pro food processors do. This one? It, oh, it says uh it says fine shredding. Yeah, that's perfect. That's what you want. Yes, shredding. Shredding, grating, okay. basically the same. I did have that thought a few minutes ago, but clearly forgot it again okay. while process here. I would have forgot if I didn't have the food processor just staring at me. I have mine out too. So my dad bought me a new food processor for Christmas. Cool. And before it even got here, he decided he would take the old food processor <laughs> and started using my old food processor to grind up bird seed. Okay. <laughs> and we still haven't gotten the other food processor. <laughs> so now I, I only have a small one and it doesn't, I don't think it ever had a grating plate with it. Alas, it. I, I also would have grated mine using my food processor if I had, had the right one available to me. Well, I actually don't use this food processor very often and I can't figure it out. So I'm just going to go back to the <laughs> shredder, the hand shredding. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have to have James come and help you with that. I know it's embarrassing. I need to learn it. I just haven't. Anyway, I feel like I'm taking more time trying to figure that stupid thing out than I am, than I would be just shredding it. So, which is perfectly fine. <laughs> it is acceptable to to admit that it might take you longer to figure that out than to just grate grate it on a box grater. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to know which shortcuts to take and which ones that just need to go go yeah go off somewhere else. Gotta keep moving. <laughs>
What are you doing? I'm uh, stirring my mushroom mix. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to say that I'm mixing my onion filling or my onion and meat filling in way too small of a bowl right now. Okay. This video that's going to go along with these, this would not be by recommended weight, recommended size of bowls. <laughs> but it's working okay. <laughs> I have my flour mixed uh, into in the bowl that I was originally going to use. And then I was like, no, no, the flour looks weird in that small of a bowl. And that amount of meat looks weird <laughs> in that big of a bowl. So <laughs> I decided to reverse them and I'm currently kicking myself. So I'm not even going to mix that in that bowl. It was just to hold it. So that's a walk inside of Gretchen's mind, everybody. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> Welcome. All right. That's my filling mix. And I'm going to put it back in the refrigerator to chill out for a while. Okay, I've been a little distracted by my side of stuff. Tell me again what you were doing. You, your filling was ground lamb and onion, onion, oregano, and salt and pepper. With the amount of grating you've done, I feel like you might have enough mushroom. So, <laughs> onion. Sorry, onion. Oh, great mushroom. That's kind of an interesting, interesting idea. Ooh, yeah. Although I guess chopped is just Make the, it. the same. Okay, finally, I think I'm done with onions. Okay. All right. So you're done grating. How's uh, your mushroom situation going? I have them off heat now. I think they've released a fair amount of moisture. So okay. they're just kind of sitting, cooling All down. Right. Okay. Let a, I'd let them cool a little bit and then mi uh, mix them with your onion. So that'll be your next okay. step. And then we're going to get into making mm -hmm. our dough. Okay, perfect. So we are we are using the recipe for the dough and for my filling from the cooking of the Eastern Mediterranean by Paula Wolfert, a white lady that has apparently been crowned by food and wine, the mistress of the Mediterranean. And I was like, but I think that was back in 1995 when they wouldn't have had any shame about calling a very white woman from Sonoma, the mistress of the Mediterranean. <laughs> But, but she has but that's the cookbook we're using. That's the cookbook we're using. She did actually travel through Turkey and these this region extensively researching and cooked with like home cooks, I think, mostly. So she got this recipe from a Liman Cesar in my Western accent of trying to pronounce somebody's Turkish name. Mm -hmm. So she, the woman that she's learning this from got a divorce and opened a small cafe where she only serves Monty salad, soft drinks, and, and a yogurt, the yogurt drink, Aran. And that's A-Y-R-A-N. Iran, maybe? Might be a better way to pronounce it because it's got the Y. Her mm -hmm. energy and talent have made it a great success. Frequent appearances on national television have spread her fame throughout Turkey. So She's very famous in Turkey. Or was in the 1990s. Okay. Maybe not now. Sure, right. It's been a few years. So maybe maybe I should have been uh, a little more reverent of, the, of this woman's recipe. But <laughs> yeah, I don't want to admit how long I've had this cookbook and never... I, and I've read this, but I guess I've really only read the second half. Like, or the second half is only part of stuck with me. Sure. But she's, she's like, I personally know the lambs I use that they've eaten only wild oregano that grows in these mountains. And I grow my own onions and dry them myself. I raise chickens that ra lay the eggs that go into my dough. I buy only the best quality flour. Why am I trying to do an accent? I could not do a Turkish accent. <laughs> Save my Plus, life she's from Sonoma. Well, the woman that wrote the cookbook, not the woman that speaks. Oh. The woman that's speaking I is see. Turkish. 
Oh, right. Okay. You're reading the intro. Got it. I'm, re- I'm reading <laughs> the part about the recipe that I feel ashamed. Like I've read this part many times because I'm like, I would also like to have known that my, the lamb that I'm using that only ate wild oregano and someday am on my compound where I'll live with my parents and have my B&B and my farm. That's what's, that's my ambition. Uh-huh. I'm going to call sanctuary. it a and cat sanctuary. Yes. I'm going to call it a compound too. It's going to be the, yeah. well, maybe I'll just call it high gluttony headquarters. I like it. So I was like, we don't have to call it a compound. It could just be our headquarters. Yeah. And you, you H-G-H-Q. and James. Yeah. Have a, have a parcel down the road or something like that. <laughs> Exactly. Per- I love this. Let's do it. I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it as soon as possible. <laughs> Don't know where we're going to do this, where we're going to magically be able to afford land, but somewhere. Right. We'll, we'll start looking into it. <laughs> anyway, so maybe maybe I'll stop instead of reading more of her, her descriptors about how good her Monty is. Right. So yeah, I have a whole new appreciation for this whole, whole recipe. Oh shit. There was actual things. I was going to read the actual steps for the dough. That was, I wasn't even trying to read that. <laughs> Step two. So step one is making our filling, which is place the meat, onion, salt, pepper, and oregano. And that's a pinch of oregano. I tend to go a little pinch plus. I really like oregano. <laughs> Into a mixing mold. It says refrigerate covered up to one day. It's like, I do think I usually make it the day before. Why do I feel like I do something the day before? And I, I think I usually make the filling the day before and then make the dough the same day. So gotcha. process for the dough. Blend the flours and salt in a bowl or food processor. So we're going to make this in a bowl because now I don't have a big enough bowl for my flour at all <laughs> or in a food processor. Today we're doing it by hand because I feel like I've done it in the food processor before and it's made the dough too tough. And since this is Becca's first time making this all the way through, because you've definitely done them as far as shaping them before, but right. um, blend your flour and salt first in a bowl. That's how we're doing it. Add the lightly beaten egg, water, and milk to the flour and mix that together and make a dough. Need for 10 minutes by hand. Need for 10 minutes. You're going to, you're trying to beat a lively quality into it. Got it. <laughs> Supposed to like stretch and spraying a little bit, I think is part of, part of the lively quality. Look alive. Look alive. So kneading by hand for 10 minutes, then add the two teaspoons of olive oil and continue kneading for an additional minute until the dough is soft, smooth, and pliable. Slip the dough into a plastic bag and let rest for at least 30 minutes or overnight. Refrigerate it if you're doing it overnight. Make sure it's at room temperature before you go. So we're going to rest it at room temperature, not in the refrigerator. Okay, so then we have 30 minutes. Okay. In that 30 minutes, once we finish this, we are going to start working on the garlic sauce while our dough rests. Um, we're going to skip a couple of steps in the middle of this recipe and come back to some things. But uh, let's make our dough. I have not <laughs> beat my eggs yet. I'm going to put All right. my water. And I'm using two eggs. The recipe that Becca's using is one egg because she's doing the regular recipe. Since I always buy a pound of lamb, I always double my recipe so that I can eat this for several days, even though it tells us not to. Like, don't reheat. I'm like, you lie. I reheat this stuff all the time. <laughs> Redacted. You, you say not, don't reheat. I say, screw your rules. <laughs> the milk goes in that too, right? The, the, yeah, and the milk. All right. So I've mixed my water, my egg, and my milk. I'm sorry. So we, it's the egg, the water and the milk together. Yes. Okay. Salt first. So legit also. 
anybody wonders why I'm making such a big deal about bowl size, you'll see. You'll see in the video. Okay, <laughs> no? A little bit, yeah. There's definitely flour kind of flying all over the place here. <laughs> I'm not being really smart because if I was really smart, I'd get my silt pad out, but I've decided just to knead it on this cutting board, which I also might regret. We'll find out when I get to that point. But you're starting in the bowl just to kind of keep it keep contained a little. A little. Control. Yeah. yeah. I think if a I was doing <laughs> an attempt, the, the regular amount, it would be totally fine in this bowl. But since I'm doing a double, mm -hmm. this bowl is not big enough. But got, at least it. got it. Got it to a point where I can turn it out and it won't go. I won't end up with water or liquid running everywhere. A little, little bit dry. Yep. Already regretting not having my silt pad out here. So. I didn't bother to put anything under my cutting board to make it not move around. So here, here's an education on kitchen safety, people. Cutting boards can flip around on your counter. So if you put either some rubber backing or a silt hat or I like to use some like the Von Slip stuff that you can put on your cabinet in, in your cabinets and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to just use a silt hat for now because that'll, that'll give me enough stick. And All right. Now that I've watched you, I think I'm going to get started. Okay. So you poured about half in first or a quarter? I put in half. And that was mostly because I couldn't fit it all. It didn't, yeah. Just yeah. to make it a little easier. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to do it that way. I think they just say add it all into the dough and make it, you know, make it. Okay. Yeah, so what consistency, I what consistency were you looking for before you turned it out on your cutting board? Just holding enough together to not have liquid run everywhere, basically. So... <laughs> Once, once you've got some of the liquid absorbed into the dough, mm -hmm. you're pretty much ready to, to roll. Could mine's pretty shaggy. Oh, okay. I was going to say, mine's quite dry, so I'm going to, like, wet my fingers here. Continue kneading. Okay. Sort of hope that bringing that little bit of moisture in would be enough. Because I do want this to be a, a drier dough. It's slightly less dry than, like, a pasta, but not by a lot. I definitely need, I think, some water. I need a camera where I can get my face into it. If I'm ever going to think I'm going to find a life partner through doing this podcast, that's what I need. Full video. <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. You can't keep looking at just your hands, Gretchen. Yeah. I mean, my hands and my tits are there fine, but my face is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's a moneymaker. That's the money. Mine's feeling pretty stiff already. Okay. And since I've had a bad experience before where I've made the dough too tough, okay, you know what? I'm going to get rid of this board and just knead on the silt pad because the silt pad keeps sliding all over the place. I am sliding. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's still sliding around. Okay. No liquid underneath the uh, silt pad. <laughs> okay. Fuck you, silt pad. I guess we're just kneading on the counter then. <laughs> New plan. Yes, Your dough looks are... so smooth and mine, mine is so, I don't know, not smooth. Well, you haven't <laughs> been needing it as long as mine either. I guess so. I think, yeah, I'm at the point I'm going to put the, I mean, I guess I, I've probably been needing it for about 10 minutes. I mean, not quite that long because my whole video is 12. And when I noticed what I was doing, it was three minutes in. So I'm definitely kind of in the right place to add my yeah. oil. Of course, adding the oil at this stage, I don't know how they, she's like, it's going to make it smooth. It's like, no, this just means I have to work this thing in a different way because you made it slippery. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's all I'm getting out of it out of it today. But that's okay because since we're gonna run it through the pasta machine, that's a little different than when we did and then our lost episode for pasta. Uh-huh. Can I show you mine? Okay, I wonder yeah, if it's too dry. It looks yeah, I think it's too dry. So wet your hands and knead it with wet hands. Okay. And hopefully that'll bring enough moisture in to kind of smooth it out. But the advantage is, is that yeah. you can wor- work it through the machine a little bit later if you feel like it's not where it needs, you know, if it's not completely needed. Yeah. Which, you know, mine mine might be there at this point. We'll find out. All right. Right. It's definitely smoother. It's getting a little stiff. Okay. It's not as smooth as yours was. Well, I think you could probably, and I just drizzled the last of my, oh wait, I didn't measure my oil. Oops. <laughs> So I was like, oh, I just put the last of it on. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't measure it because it was a very small amount. <laughs> oh, I'm tired already. Maybe I need to make myself a cup of tea. Yeah. Okay. The texture is much better in terms of the smoothness. It's still okay. sticking to my hands a fair amount. But um, okay. I think that's okay. Because okay. really, you don't, it's not going to be as stiff as the pasta was. Like, in and, and any, any, mm-hmm. any way. Okay. And then olive oil. Right. So you're going to put put the olive oil on the outside and, and knead it for a bit. Okay. And that's the two teaspoons? Right. Kenzie. Loud kitty cat. <laughs> Somehow I managed to throw flour and dough all over the place while I was kneading. I'm not sure how I did that. You had that tiny bowl. Well, okay. Yeah, you're right. Question answered. Uh- <laughs> Yeah. So long. If you haven't stopped kneading, you can probably stop kneading for now. Ta-da. Now we're on to the third section. We are on to making our garlic yogurt sauce, which is just one of the best things in the world. So good. And easy. Yeah, Very super easy. And then we grab our dough that's been resting at room temperature. And after kneading it out just a little bit more, we start rolling it out with a pasta maker. And you, you got to get those thin enough to see through. And my pro tip for this section is using a pizza cutter to cut that dough because it makes it so much easier. <laughs> what you can't see is that Gretchen, Gretchen's pizza cutter has a bunny on it. Of course. <laughs> we should have talked about that. We didn't. I know. I know. Well, we're saying it now. <laughs> it's in there now. It's the best. So I'm gonna I'm going ahead with my yogurt sauce. And even though I'm doubling the rest of the recipe, I'm only making the same amount of yogurt sauce because one, I can make more later if I need it, but two, I usually end up with extra. So got it. That's two cups of Greek yogurt, five cloves of garlic. And half a teaspoon of salt. Back to my friend, the food processor. Yay, food processor. <laughs> All right. So are you, my yogurt sauce is done. Okay. <laughs> Very easy. You put yogurt <laughs> and garlic and salt that you smashed with the garlic or the garlic that you smashed with the salt, depending on how you want to put it, and blend <laughs> until smooth. All right. And then we're just going to leave that in the food processor for now. We'll put a little liquid in there later to thin it out and make it more of a sauce. So we're up to making our Monty. Well, I have to do my sauce. Oh, you have to do your sauce. Sorry. I'm jumping ahead of you. Yeah. I'm going to gr- grease my dishes. Yeah. One I'm actually going to get another dish out because I think I'm going to need it. Okay. I'm just adding my yogurt to my food processor bowl. Oh, you had to clean your food processor. Probably. <laughs> is that what happened? That's right. Exactly. How much salt is in the sauce? 
One a teaspoon? Half. One half. Okay. All right. So I'm 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 prepping my dishes. I'm actually rubbing them with some butter with my hand because I'm a messy and that's dish. Your, and that's your what I like to do. <laughs> that's your glass dishes, you mean that you're right. Gonna yes, I I, I use in? glass. Yeah. We were discussing this earlier this week, right? We weren't I was like, I don't know if you necessarily need a ceramic dish, but that's what I've always done it in is ceramic or glass. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we discovered on the uh, granulated caramel episode that we have the same baking dish. We do. Yes, that is true. Except yours is what, purple or blue? I forget. <laughs> blue. Blue, yeah. So my dough has, I think my dough's rested long enough. It's softened up a bit. But over here, much, much can softer. It. Can poke it nice and soft. I'm going to need this a little bit just because the oil's just basically sitting up on top of the dough here. Okay. A few times. And then I'm going to split my dough into four pieces because the normal recipe says two. But since I'm doing a double batch, I'm going to go with four. Okay. Just setting up my pasta maker. I'm hoping I can do this without flour. And did you say you buttered your baking dish? I did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can use whatever oil you like, really. It does not matter. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Makes it slightly easier to get them out after they're done cooking. And more butter. Right. (laughs) Which I will never complain about. (laughs) So what thickness are you looking for as you push it through the pasta maker? Pasta roller. So we're going to roll it pretty thin. Uh, She says it's supposed to be, you're supposed to be able to read print through it. So it's supposed to get really thin. So we're probably going to take it down to a one or a two. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to put these through each of these through one time to get them sort of flattened out. Mm-hmm. Cause we're really only going to basically put them through a, a, as quickly as possible to get them thinned out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm doing a primary preliminary roll on each of them. You don't want to get the dough too worked right now. Okay. My first pass through was a little clunky. A little, <laughs> definitely not like pasta. It's not quite like pasta dough. That's why this is not exactly the right thing to be doing with it. Uh, <laughs> But since I'm already having trouble with my hands, I am convinced this is the correct way to go. Right. So I'm just doing one pass on each side. And I'm going to go without putting any flour on it for as long as I can. Mm -hmm. I'm already on my first piece of dough that I'm stretching. I'm on to size or number three. What? Sorry. Yours is different from mine, isn't it? Yeah. So mine's like breaking or separating a lot. Uh, you might need to knead it a little bit more because my look at mine. Yeah, yours is so smooth. pretty soft and smooth. So you might need to knead it a bit more. Okay. So probably, I probably didn't have you kneaded enough in the first step. Okay. You hear the squeaky. Yeah. We're <laughs> just using oil. That might help with that too. So. Okay. I'm going to split this because it's getting a little unwieldy and causing some problems. So. Okay. I mean, this is the hard part now. This is the... Oh, oh, and I've reached the point where this is not going to work with just the oil. All right. So I got down about halfway before the oil started catching on the wheels or the dough started catching on the wheels. And now I have to put flour on. Okay. But I wanted to get that flour worked in without working in any extra flour. Did I say say oil? I want to get the oil worked in without adding extra flour first. That was was the goal. Got it. And I'm just doing a light dusting of as light as possible down starting to be able to see through mine and i am oh my gosh yeah two-thirds of the way through the numbers that are available on my pasta machine 
<laughs> okay, right. I think I'm gonna take it one step further and then I think I'll call that good because it's pretty thin right now. And I don't know that I necessarily need to take it all the way down to the, the thinnest setting. What number are you at? Two? Mine's at or seven. Seven. Oh, right. right. Yeah. So mine goes backwards. the other way. Yeah. Forgot all the various things that happen. Yeah. That past episode was tough. This is feeling a little tough to me too, but we're getting, I'm getting there. So this one, it's just supposed to be a bit more stretchy versus solid. Whereas okay. I, you know, there's not as much, I feel like with pasta dough, there's not as much stretchy usually. I, okay. Got it. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Sure. An elegant way of cleaning the counter, which is just to shove everything from this side to the opposite side. <laughs> <sighs> Still some holes. That's okay. Cause then the recipe, it says you can just like pinch them together to patch it. So, okay. So just keep working it down then. Yeah. Just keep going. Okay. Because yeah, we're not trying to to stretch the gluten quite as much on this this as we Got were it. with the pasta. Got it. We want shorter gluten strands. Yeah, slightly. I mean, we're still working the gluten a fair amount, mm-hmm. but not as much as the pasta. Yeah. Okay. And so, can you remind me when we were doing the pasta? Is it something where like once you get it through pretty evenly or pretty smoothly with the setting you're on? You want to do it one more time and then go to the lower one or the higher one? Right. Yes. You're the pasta pasta don't need, needs a little more work than this. this is so we don't want to do that. No. So don't do that one with this one. Got it. Just yeah. once it's evenly through, just go to the next one. Right. Yeah. Okay. You need to get it through it. basically as one even piece. Another thing I like about doing this with the pasta roller is that you get a nice long even sheet that's easy to uh-huh. cut in square. Ah, that makes sense. So what I usually because, do is I, because it's one long ring rectangle, yeah. Because that's pretty important for making their little teeny dumplings. I went down the length, length of the entirety of the dough and split it in half, basically straight down. And then, and then okay. cut it into squares. About how many inches across is the whole sheet? Let's see, my whole sheet is five inches, about five inches across. Okay. Now what I like about... Monty is that well this this particular type where you're just making these little pouchy things the precision is not quite as high <laughs> sure got it a little easier my kind of yeah <laughs> that's my kind of skills but I think I always end up overfilling them slightly because they're supposed to be pretty tiny so maybe like okay. a, about a half teaspoon to maybe a teaspoon of filling per Per dumpling. Okay. Okay, I'm pretty see-through. Okay. Oh no, it's split at the very end. Oops. Oh. The other good thing is we're putting them into a baking dish and setting them right next to each other. So holes are not <laughs> right. Not the worst. Not the worst. Okay. <laughs> okay, section four. While we continue to roll out our dough. We are also starting to assemble our Monty at this point. Right, because you roll out a section, roll out a sheet, fill it, and then roll out some more dough. And then once we've got our Monty pouches going, we've got some of them going, we set the oven to 400 and start melting slash browning our butter. And we fill up our glass baking dishes. We do discuss that maybe earlier in the episode, I guess, that glass is probably the preferred medium 
I've never done it in a metal dish, but try it. It may be great. I have no idea. <laughs> so once you've, you've filled up your glass dish, you're pouring a little bit of melted butter over the tops uh, just so you can get a nice brown color on there and throw them into the oven. So we close out this section with Gretchen's in the oven and I am still finishing melting my butter. So, and adding that to the tops. And so we pick up the next section with me eventually getting my stuff in the oven. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to cut these into eight, into eight pieces instead of four pieces since it looks, because the dough does tend to dry out fairly quickly. So I don't okay. want that to happen. So that's why I'm going to try and cut it down into smaller pieces is because I've got this piece that I've already rolled out. That's just sitting over here on the counter. That's drying and gather them up into these cute little pouches. So I'm taking my mix out, my cold mix out. Okay. And I don't know how big, I'm sorry. I don't know how yes. wide my stretch, my dough is. Let me see one second. Okay. About five on the middle four, three on the ends. Okay. And just like, that's fine. You can kind of cut it because you, you don't have to have like perfect squares with this. Like my first, like one end of mine was like really weird and lumpy. So I just cut off the end and made that into one dumpling. <laughs> Got it. So you can, don't feel like you have to get them in perfect squares because the way that these little pouchies work, you don't have to worry about the ends being perfect or anything since they're just kind of crumpled up at the top. But yeah, I was really interested to find out that Monty is really just the name for dumplings for this whole middle Mediterranean area. So, so as opposed to being something like really recipe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it just means dumpling and specifically. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like when we learned duck cell just meant like. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's no, it was a person. That's right. Yeah. A person, yeah. And so you just do remind you just do a little like twist at the top. It's like a little purse. It's, it's really just like a purse. So like if you had a drawstring that went all around the edges, if you just imagine like that drawstring drawing together and kind of leaving a little like fancy gift wrappy type top at the top. <laughs> Perfect. You know? it, it like, like a little money pouch. Bag. Yes, money pouch, gift yeah, bag. Gift bag. I don't know anybody that actually carries money in a pouch like that. So no, <laughs> you want it to look festive, little nice, present, nicely done present in a gift. I think for my first part, I cut the pieces a little too big. I mean, small. Oh, well, that just cut. means you'll be wrapping longer, I guess. The yeah. dough's fairly stretchy too. So I basically like usually push a little bit so that the bottom part is a bit thinner. I see. And then kind of draw it together. So even if it's a little small, you should be able to get a little bit more space out of it to get your, the right look. But otherwise you just have small ones for the first go around. <laughs> it's all about practice with this. Yeah. So you've been making it for 15 years What from culinary school? No, uh, I wish I could remember exactly where I found the recipe initially, but I'd read about this, I swear in Savour magazine. And I haven't been able to crack down the recipe. And I believe the, the original recipe I had also said that you were supposed to use saffron in the broth. So I always do. That isn't part of the recipe we're using today, but I do like it as uh, an additive to the broth. Sounds nice. You rarely get to use saffron. 
Well, unless you're me and love it so much, so you use it all the time. <laughs> there you go. Oh, this piece is even longer. Must be the result of letting it rest for a minute. How many have you made at this point? Oh, I don't even know. All right. Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight in a row times four. So 32. 32. Wow. Remember, I've been doing this for 15 years. Like <laughs> I know. Still, you're so speedy. I've done five. Plus you were, you were, you also had to set up your pasta machine. So I think you were still doing that while I was already rolling. That's and true. I'll, I will be, I will be doing this much longer than you because I have twice as much filling to do. Oh, good point. It's kind of starting to smell like Monty. Well, I have the lid open of the sauce oh, and nice. I've just working with the dough and the smelling the sauce. I just feel like, like it's Monty, Monty time. Yeah. I'll be really interested to hear. I was, I really kind of wanted to make the filling that you're making as well. So I could try it. Right. Naturally. But then I was like, don't be silly. You're already making two times the recipe. You do not need to make three times the recipe. You can just be making Monty for the rest of the weekend. For days. Yeah. Days. The Monty days. The Monty days. It's pretty cool to make something that was, is such a part of like nomadic culture, culture, just because yeah. we're so stuck right now inside. Yeah. I can imagine like doing these as like a, a dehydrated thing and then just having like some broth that you've made and dropping them in and cooking them in the broth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sort of akin to how they do the, the tortellini and like Bologna, which is so right. Good. And it's making my mouth water. I'm like, Oh, tortellini. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Italy. I know. One day we will travel again. Yeah. That's true. So we went- we- oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go. Ahead. I was going to say, I was just driving by the theater yesterday. And every time I drive by the theater now, I'm like, I miss going to a theater. Like, mm-hmm. never been one of my favorite things, but I'm just like, oh, I just missed that so much. I know. I probably only did it like maybe four to six times a year, really. Mm-hmm. But like, want to go anywhere I guess I know right and plus once it's not an option it feels even more unfair like yeah. even if you didn't want to go all the time before it still should be it should it, it was nice to have the option right I think I'm able okay. to sign up for oh sorry you you, you tell me what you were gonna say because I was about to go <laughs> on to something else but I was gonna say so we went to the dispensary today and every other time we've gone before they open, they have the big parking lot closed off. And then mm-hmm. you line up in your vehicle and they come and take your name and give you a time. Mm-hmm. And this time the parking lot was all open. And so people just kind of like parked and then just started to line up like 15, 20 minutes before they opened, which was a much more stressful experience just because you're like, are people going to go? Are they not going to go? Am I going to get to save my place? Like, Anyway, so then, but because everybody kind of lined up early together, we were talking to people in line and realized we have not talked to or seen, like we've talked to, but we haven't seen physically in person anyone we know since May, except for once when a friend was in town this summer. That's bonkers. I I mean, that's just so weird to think about, but like, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. So it felt so good to talk to people. I was just like, oh, I feel so buoyed. I, humans, oh my God. <laughs> like, we're yeah. all here for the same purpose too. <laughs> yeah, total strangers. I guess, yeah, it, there's like a kinship there of 
we'll go into the weed store, you know, we yeah. gotta come get our weed. So. Exactly. We already have that much in common. We also know that we're, you're dedicated enough smoker to show up first thing in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've made 16. <laughs> Yay! About halfway through my first pan, and I've used quarter of my dough so far. Nope. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be getting a few more pans ready in a minute. Right. <laughs> and when I set these down, I just push them down a little bit to give them a flat bottom. I don't know if that's oh. something you need to do, but that's how I usually do it, is just sort of push it down just a smidge, not too firmly. Got it. Spreads out a little bit into the pan. Okay, I'm finally done pursing up my first rolled out dough. <laughs> yeah. Finally. How much of your dough did you do? I ended up just doing a quarter because. Okay, because of what I first. Yeah. Good. I'm glad my experience could directly affect your experience now. Exactly. I'm always listening for you to do something first. I've been rolling and pursing for 29 minutes. Wow. I go, before I start on any more dough, though, I'm going to turn my oven on. What's the oven temperature? Oh, I'll have to look. I think it's 400. Okay. Okay. I am kneading my other quarter. I'm going to run it through the machine in a second. What do I still need to do? I need to microwave my mint. I need to do my butter sauce or the brown butter. I have, I don't have the pan on even. I think mine, it looks like mine's still yellow. I turned it on really low. So it's like. I guess that's fine until I can stand over there and watch it once I'm done making parcels. Should I do the same or should I just wait till you're ready to go? um, It's fine if you want to melt it because that'll also let some of the the milk salad start to come out of it. So it'll make it go a little faster once you start, once you're really ready to go. So. Okay, perfect. I'll get it going then. Long and slow isn't going to hurt your butter. So. Well, we don't want to hurt the butter. No. It does so much for us. It really does. (laughs) <laughs> garlic peel crunching so mine's starting to brown a bit around the edges even though it's on low mm-hmm. but not a lot I'm not seeing a lot of color but my milk solids have definitely separated from the oil so this is good okay. progress and I feel good about having it on low okay is your well I guess you don't really need to start your broth until We've started baking at least. Now my dough dough is a lot thickier this time now that it's rested a bit. <laughs> I have to add the flour a little bit sooner now. How much flour are you adding? As little as possible. They make <laughs> light, light dusting. So maybe maybe a tablespoon per sheet. But I think more closer to a teaspoon. Got it. Mine got kind of jammed up at the end and so it looks like it has a little penis head <laughs> hi gluttony come for the food stay for the penis talk <laughs> yeah we have a lot of it huh this one is long see those gl- those gluten strands relax and then they just kind of yeah Ooh. go gadget go gadget gluten yeah. go go gadget gluten <laughs> <laughs> okay back to making Little purses. Peck it, peck it, peck it. Packets of lamb. <laughs> so how, oh, how are it, you? The oven is supposed to be 400, right? Yes, the oven is supposed okay. to be 400. Okay, thank you. What were you saying? How, how are you feeling about your filling? I think pretty good. 
I tasted it and it tastes okay, pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of raw onion. So, oh, right. it's a little hard to tell, but um, I think it's going to be great. I mean, it kind of looks like lamb. It's a little too gray, but. Well, mine is, mine is actually pretty gray because is it? once you put the onions in with it, the lamb uh, starts to turn kind of oxidize, I guess, makes it okay. a pretty not not super appetizing color (laughs) (laughs) well then i guess we'll at least they'll look pretty similar that's because we just make different things all the time now yeah (laughs) 2021 the year we make different things (laughs) but essentially the same thing (laughs) i think i'm getting tired they're starting to get a little bit bigger (laughs) Like, get this shit over with. Yeah. (laughs) So how long do they bake for? So you're going to want to bake them for 30 minutes or until the tops start to brown a little bit. And then you add your stock and let them cook for about 10 minutes or until the stock is absorbed Mm -hmm. fully. So it's 40 to 45 minutes total baking time. Got it. My pan is almost full. Annoyingly, I was hoping I was going to finish that pan with this pass of, or this section of dough, but no. Still need about another inch to fill. Oh. How is it coming along on your end with um, filling your pan? Good. I just have, a, I have enough space for six more. And I probably only have about three more, four more with the dough I have. So I'm not going to roll, I'm not going to roll out the rest tonight. That's fine. I think that's that's perfectly acceptable considering yeah. we might want to get on with things over here. So yeah, <laughs> that too. Overall, it's been pretty easy. It's used a shitload of equipment. Yeah. Pans and bowls and all the things. Turn up my heat a little bit on my round rounding butter because we're going to drizzle some butter over the top of them. So you are going to need some melted butter. So I you, you already started <laughs> melting yours, right? Yes. <clears throat> I just realized we've been pretty dough heavy the last couple because we threw pizza pup in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then for our, our next one, we'll work on something not quite so dough heavy. I completely filled my pan. Maybe one extra, which is fine. We have to say that once you put them down in the dish, they're pretty much where they're going to be. That's There's not a lot of moving after that. <laughs> so find them a good home on the first try. Yes. So I'm just using the mutter, mutter I melted. Oh. Butter, I melted. And I'm just going to drizzle real slow. So you could also just do like warm it up in the microwave and drizzle it over if you've got like a Pyrex cup or something. Got it. So just nice and slow over the tops. Yeah. You're never going to quite get them like all perfectly covered, but you can get a, a few of them or most of them. And no, does okay, that good. help with... It helps with Does the browning. Browning, yeah. All right, so now I'm going to put mine in the oven. Okay, I got to pour butter on mine. I'll set it for 30 minutes. Um, welcome to section five. We are picking up where I am adding some saffron to my stock. I don't know where I got this idea from, if it was the original recipe I made Monty from that had saffron in the stock, but almost no other SB I've seen has had that. So, but now I really like it. So I add it to it. <laughs> so not traditional, 
Unfortunately, I'm a white girl bastardizing other people's food, but I dare you to stop me. So <laughs> you will never get Gretchen to stop adding saffron to her Monty. Mm-mm. It's too good. I love, I love saffron. <laughs> and, uh, and then that's as Becca is finally getting her Monty into the oven. And we work on finishing up browning our butter on the stove, which doesn't take much time at all. And then it's time for me to dry out my herbs in the microwave using the trick that we just learned, which is super cool and makes for a really quick way to get dry herbs. Like we already said, it is such an awesome new find. Mm -hmm. And next we get to pull the Monty out for a minute, add our broth on and put them back in the oven for the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes of baking usually. And once that's baked, we pull those out and, Put them onto a bowl, a garlic sauce. Well, you got to add some of the broth from the, the pan to the garlic sauce to thin it out some. And then you put that on the top. And then a little brown butter that's seasoned with red pepper and mint. A little extra dried mint and chili flake on top if you like. And you have Monty. And then you have these beautiful, delicious, crispy, soft, perfect little pockets of joy they're so good (laughs) best thing ever (laughs) every time (laughs) saffron to my chicken stock here and i'm actually going to add some water because it's been i've had it on the stove all afternoon so it's cooked down some should mine be warm it's room temperature but should it be warmed up yeah, we're heated up in a pan. So. Okay. And it's two cups of broth? Is that right? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. I say very confidently, but then I'm like, is that? Is that? <laughs> yes. So I made broth yesterday. I know. How'd, how'd it go? Yeah. Good. It's a lot of onion. There was a little bit of red onion, some carrot, celery, and garlic. I think that's it. Salt, pepper. Yeah. So you're doing chicken stock? Yes. Okay. And saffron. Okay. I got to get mine in the oven. Yes. Very important. 30 minutes and go. Okay. My goodness, Monty. Monty, <laughs> my goodness. My butter is going. Yeah, All right. Brown butter is getting there. Another few seconds or another minute or two, I think. I don't really want it to get too dark in color. I just want it to be nice and nutty. How does it get a nutty taste? Uh, the caramelization of the sugars and the milk solids cool. and that imparts into the, and then I think the oil cooks a little bit too, but it's mostly the sugars. Cause once you Super take cool. the milk solids out, the, it, you know, you can use it for much higher cook or heat cooking than if it's got the milk solids in it. Cause those will burn a lot faster than the, the oily part of the butter. Got it. Not sure if that makes any sense whatsoever, but <laughs> My brown butter is done. See how brown it is. I'm taking it off the heat. So what temperature did you take it to? I put it up to about low, low side of medium. Wow. I'm starting to see some color on the tops of mine. It's only been 11 minutes. 
So what do you use to clean your pasta machine? Usually I just like put extra flour on it and run that through. And then I use a brush to brush off if there's any anything, uh, the dry stuff. I see. Okay. Yeah, because pasta machines aren't really supposed to be like submerged in water. I can tell you from firsthand experience that will ruin it. (laughs) Bummer that you know that. Thank you for your knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't me that put it in water either. Oh, of course. Guy I was dating at the time. I was not the so... same guy who who made the alioli. No, different different guy. <laughs> okay, nearly had a heart heart attack because he just like tossed it in the water and left it there, and I was just like, <gasps> took the whole, I took the whole thing apart, tried to dry it out. It was never the same. Oh, so sad. Yeah, the instructions on this say do not use water. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How do Tell you suggest me. I clean it? Yeah. <laughs> I usually use a brush, yeah. Just then yeah. something kind of get it get it off. Yeah, basically you're dusting it off more than anything else. Yeah, that makes sense. If I put my do- the rest of my dough in the refrigerator overnight, will it rise a lot? Should I get a fairly no. bigger bowl or No, it won't rise at all. There's no it leavening won't. agents in it. Oh, that's right. Okay. Perfect. It's like pasta. Just like pasta. Just, just the dough. Got it. All right. 12 minutes left on my counter my timer a couple of mine that are a little bit taller are getting pretty brown at the top you maybe can just twer- turn your pan around okay just to move them out of the whatever spot they're in and maybe it's like a slightly cooler place and my butter's pretty brown all right and i say okay. stop cooking it turn it off Oof. oh my mint Oh, your mint. Okay, it's very dry. Been sitting out for a couple of hours. All right, good. So you just want to put it in the microwave for 40 seconds at first, and then for 20 seconds at a time after that at high power. Okay. Do they need to be as like evenly spread out as possible, or does it matter? Yeah, so it needs to be a, a nice even layer, so no okay. nothing on top of one another. Okay, I might have to do two. Yeah, that's what I ended up having to do because I had so much okay. pain. <laughs> 40 seconds? Yes, 40 seconds. Oh, butter. Look at you doing your good work in there. <laughs> okay, 40 seconds in. They're pretty... Crispy? No. Okay. They're pretty soft. All right, so Another go 20. again for 20 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Okay, getting close. I'm going to do one more. Huh, fun! I know. Isn't it fun? Yeah. Hmm. I might stop making these for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. My feet are And I'm tired. I bet. Okay, I've got dried out mint. Yay! Wow. Isn't that fun? It's so cool. Yes, it's so cool. Yeah, that took just over a minute. Good. And you can do it with any herb, right? Like you said, it just takes it just a different varying cook times. Right. Okay, doing my second half of mint. Wow, we're closing in on the home stretch. I've got, I have eight minutes left. I have five. Mine are pretty brown at the top. Mine are very toasty at the top. I'm going to give them a couple more minutes because I really do like to get a good dark brown toast on them. Okay, I'm just trying to brush out my pasta machine while we're waiting and doing mint. Probably do the same. It's a little greasy this time, so I, I, I'm going to wipe mine a little bit with some paper towel, too, mm. to be a little bit of grease. So what I do sometimes, but if you put a 
piece of paper towel under the rollers and just kind of push up a little bit and then run with the rollers. That can help clean it out too. And then, oh, and particularly the oil. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think this mitt needs just a little bit longer. Can I just do 10 seconds? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's my timer. Here they come. Oh, look at these beauties. So you're pouring in your broth now? I am. Okay. As soon as you drop it in the pan, it starts bubbling. Cool. Go back in the oven. Yeah. Okay. My next next step, I'm going to infuse the mint and the red pepper flakes into the brown butter. How much red pepper flakes are you using? I'm going to say it's basically a large pinch, so about a quarter of a teaspoon, maybe, total. Okay. And how much mint? Uh, I have about a tablespoon here, total, okay. probably. So I'm going to use part of that now in the in the oil. So I'm going to turn it on for just a sec to warm up, warm it up a little bit. And pepper you're saving in there. you're saving the other half for garnish. Right. Yeah. So okay. I'll drip the rest of it on there. Okay. So let that sizzle for a second because I don't want really want much more heat on it. I'm going to add a little salt because I am using unsalted butter. Put a little salt in there. Okay, my timer just went off. I'm going to add my broth. Great. I don't know if I should use the full two and a half just because I don't, I only have like, I don't know, like 38 or something on this, in this dish. Uh, no, or if you're I? not doing the whole 120, uh-huh. then start, start with a cup and a half, maybe. Okay, perfect. And back in for tips. Mm, not so good. <laughs> uh, and I'm tired. Yeah, me too. I'm heating up my brown butter sauce just on low heat to do the mint and the red pepper. Yep, that's right. Right? I'm going to cheat a little bit because you're supposed to wait until the sauce comes out of the oven and then take a little bit off and put it into the garlic sauce. But I'm just going to take some of the broth off the stove and add it in. Love it. Because I'm I'm feeling a bit lazy and I'm tired. So I'm going to actually take this and it says to mix it with some water. And how much liquid are you mixing with it? It's, so... I'm going to probably do about a half cup of the broth and then a half cup of water. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So it gets thinned out pretty significantly. Right. Right. I have to wash another bowl. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> well, I can't add all of my liquid because my bowl is not big enough on my <laughs> processor. So I actually only got about a half a cup of the liquid in. Okay. Oh, fuck. This yogurt sauce. So good. And it's okay to put the hot broth in with the sauce. So that's why there's a little bit of water. To make it to cool ah, it down slightly. I see. You can tell we're both tired because like we stopped talking. <laughs> I know. We are tired. This is why we try and do only about three hours. Yep. Can I store the sauce until tomorrow? Of course. Yeah. Oh man, this stuff. No, this stuff just gets better the longer you keep it. <laughs> mm, yum. I, I sometimes will eat, find this like in the fridge sometime later and you eat it on something else. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm. A baked potato. Oh, that's a really good idea. <sighs> Yum. Never thought about that. Well then, now we have to do a high gluttony version of a baked potato with <laughs> Monty sauce. Monty sauce. Monty sauce. I'm just over here eating the, the Monty sauce. <laughs> It's really impossible to not eat it. Yeah. And a little more stock and just mix it in my hand. But yeah, I'm, I've got probably a good four cups of sauce here. So yeah, it's a lot of sauce. 
Yeah, one, one thing I hadn't realized is that actually throughout the Middle East, it's really common to find these with a tomato sauce as well. Monty with a tomato sauce. Yeah. As opposed to the Greek yogurt? I think with the yogurt as well. And then I well, think that they sounds don't... good. Yeah, I know. Paul had that in Turkey. It's like, look, I'm having real Monty. <laughs> it's like, so what did she do? Yeah. <laughs> that Monty? And he was like, he's like, I think your tomato sauce is sweeter. And it took me a, like a really long time to figure out because I was like, tomato sauce? <laughs> tomato sauce? Where are you? Where's what? How long do you have on your timer? Two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. But my broth isn't cooked in. So you might need a little bit longer. Mine's getting there. I feel like it takes a little bit longer than 15 minutes or 10 minutes oh. sometimes. Okay. I'm going to go oh. another three. Because I think mine, really close. I might pull it out in another minute. And then we pour the brown butter sauce on top. When you when serve it, it you put the garlic sock on first. Garlic sock. <laughs> when you serve it, put the garlic <laughs> sauce on first and then drizzle a little brown butter over the top and then finish with a little bit of mint. That's my, the Monty I've been making for a long ass time. Right. The Monty I've had with you. Exactly. That too. All right, I'm getting mine out because I think it's pretty well done. Okay. There might be too much liquid in mine. Okay. You could always like sort of pull some of it off. Is it still kind of well, swimming or? Kind of. I'm going to do another three and then I think I don't want to go longer than that. Okay. Okay. You can always drain off some of the stock and use it later. Yeah, it'll be nice and buttery. Yeah. Okay, I have 45 taste. seconds. Oh, sorry, you're going to taste it. Okay, yeah. tasting time. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. How long yeah. did you let it cool? Not very long. <laughs> Just long <laughs> enough to take some pictures. <laughs> mm. I probably need a little a smidge more salt in my filling. Okay. But other than that. Pretty good. When mm. the tops are, like, beautiful and crispy. Well, it's, it's so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god. That's <laughs> mm, so good. I think my dough is perfect. Yay! Hopefully yours is perfect too. <laughs> I hope so. I'll show you a picture of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. They're a little big, but they're good. Yeah. Okay. Nice <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. They look wow. amazing. Garlic sauce, then brown butter, then yeah. garnish with mint. Okay. Yeah. They're so yeah. good. They're so good. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. This was so much fun, Monty. I can't believe we made it together officially. We did. It's so good. And I really, I'm, I'm very excited to find out how your mushroom filling comes out. Oh. I know. Me too. I think I'm going to make another batch tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And not use as much liquid so hopefully hopefully that'll help well all right are you ready to serve and i think so are are we done (laughs) i think so i don't know that i mean i don't know that we have anything left in us i don't know yeah what we could give i don't know (laughs) okay you did it monty monty and if the you know the filling's not quite right we'll work on it but we'll keep tweaking yeah, yeah. Let's well, right, because I'm going to make a whole new mushroom mix tomorrow. So, Oh, are you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for talking me through, Monty. You're this welcome. is really fun to make it together and just learn a little bit more about it. Such a traditional dish that is easy 
to equate to other things, but still is kind of its own standalone thing. Powerhouse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like it. Powerhouse. Yes. That's it. It's a powerhouse. (laughs) Yeah. A little powerhouse in a purse. There's like, and I don't know why I just cleaned my pasta machine. I still have more dough to roll out. So. Oh God. Yeah. Well, maybe it's good to clean in between. So my uh, liquid has been kind of absorbed as it's been sitting here. Yeah. I think that happens. So. Okay. Perfect. All right, then. I guess that's the last sign that it's time to stop talking and start eating. Yes, I think so. Okay. Enjoy. You too. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for joining us for our first taste bud trip around the world where we went to Turkey and made Monty. We are actually going to go to Argentina next, and we're returning to our pantry power-ups because it has been way too long since we've done a pantry power-up, and we are going to make chimichurri sauce. It's going to be awesome. To be fair, we did three pantry power-ups and one before, so. (laughs) That's true. We built ourselves some time there. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, chimichurri sauce. Very, we we learned some shit. Anyway. (laughs) Check us out at highgluttony.com, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Get that awesome walkthrough that we're going to be posting or that we've already posted. Right. Yeah. Enjoy. Have fun. Thanks so much for being part of our Monty journey with us. Yay. Talk to you later. (laughs) 